So good morning, everyone. Good morning. good morning. How are you? I'm awesome. Thanks. How are you guys? I'm we're perfect on my part. We're all good. Yeah, <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome again to uh, another recording to you and to the people who are listening on the other end. Hello, everyone. Another recording of When Sisters Share. We now have a name. Yay. When Sisters Share. <laughs> Yay. We're big time now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're moving <laughs> on up. <laughs> so, today we have been by sharing, and um, we're going to just say a prayer and take her, right? And then she's just going to get into it, and we get into today's message. So, um, I will pray because Mother prayed last opening. I will pray as we begin. So let us pray. Um, Our dear Father in heaven, we want to thank you, Lord, for yet another blessed day. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of love. Thank you, Father, for having been with us throughout the course of this week and just paved a way for us that no one could ever have. Thank you for our wins. Thank you for our losses. Thank you, Lord, that um, in all things we're able to look back to you and say thank you, Lord, uh, and rejoice and praise your name. In your holy and mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about one of my one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's funny, mm-hmm. my kids today, we were talking about uh, some of our favorite characters in the Bible. And I said, Joseph and David are my two favorite. Um, those are my top two. I have others as well, but those are my top two. And um, and then as I was preparing, I was like, you know what? I love the story of Lazarus. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's something that had, you know, I decided kind of midweek that I was going to be talking about Lazarus. And every time I go into the story, I I just feel so many different things that God is speaking to me. And I'm hoping that it's something that I, I can be able to express to you and to our listeners as well. And hopefully we can you know, walk away with uh, some of these lessons here that I think are are life changing. So I'm going to begin by reading, I'm going to read, I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm going to read uh, certain portions and then we can stop to discuss. Um, And I'm going to start with, um, I'm I'm not going to read the first two two, uh, verses. I think many people are familiar with the story of Lazarus. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha are very close friends of Jesus. And word went to Jesus that Lazarus was ill. And of course, because of their close relationship, the expectation was that Jesus was going to come and he was going to heal Lazarus and everyone was going to go on and be fine, which is often the expectation that we have of Jesus. We often expect him to come when we fall, there's an issue, dear Jesus, please help. I need this and that and the other. And we have an expectation most times that of how we want God to, to come through. And knowing the story of Lazarus, 
nothing happened according to what <laughs> we could term and I'll put in quotes common sense. So, yes. Um I'll begin at I'll begin at verse 4. Um no, let me start at verse 3. So John 11 chapter 3. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, "Lord, the one you love is sick." When he heard this, Jesus said, "This sickness will not end in death." No, it is for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. So I'm going to end right there and, and you know, let's let's take apart just a few verses that we've read. So all the sisters needed to to say was the one you love is sick, right? So we expecting Jesus to to drop what he's doing and go right away. But then it says in verse 6, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days. And that part doesn't quite make sense because the the verse prior to that says, you know, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. So would expect the sentence to say but you know not so right is like okay mm-hmm. he's Lazarus is sick and Jesus heard about it but he stayed two more days but that's not what the bible says the bible says because he loved Lazarus Martha and Mary he stayed where he was two more days so it got me to think okay so What kind of love is this? It's a strange kind of love. Because it works in ways that are contrary to what I expect. I would expect Jesus to drop everything and leave. So, in my life, I want Jesus to come quickly because he says he loves me in the Bible, right? And I believe that. But there's situations many times when he doesn't do that. You know, like it's the natural thing is to complain, "God, why aren't you coming through, Lord?" You know, I'm waiting on this. You're not here, and then the frustration sets in, and then you know the devil uses that opportunity to start planting seeds of doubt, and and yet we see that oftentimes, because God loves us, He doesn't come to our aid right away. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, when you think about love, and we have this idea of what love should look like. I'm um, not only with our significant others. We uh, we have it with our children. If we have children, we have it in our friendships, family members. We have this thing in our mind what love should look like. But it seems oftentimes God debunks <laughs> our idea of what love love is in this passage. So I kind of want to want to open it up and kind of get your take on. love and what your expectations of love are like how do you receive love and maybe maybe it's a good uh, place for us to maybe discuss our various love languages so i can i can try and come in i see love i see love as um attentive and i see love as considerate and supportive and i i i view love as understanding you know so attentive in the sense of um you it, as as we relate you are paying attention to little cues you know the silence the talkativeness you're paying attention to 
to the pain, the struggle. You're paying attention to the need, essentially. And then you are going to support it. You're going to be patient with um, how things pan out or the reactions of this person. And you're going to essentially or effectively be there. You know, you're, you're like on call. You know, you're not going anywhere. You're mm-hmm. there front and center. When I call you and you're not going anywhere, that's how mm-hmm. I would see it. Okay. Um, from my end, I totally agree with, with what Janet just said. And um, just to add on to that, for me, it also has to do with, with action. It also has to come, you know, mm-hmm. it's not just maybe words. It's mm-hmm. not just words like, you know, Christ um, demonstrates his love towards us that whilst we were still sinners, he died for us. So the same applies that mm-hmm. um, if my husband loves me, it's not a matter of his words, you know, what he says to me. He, how we live, how he, he acts it out, how we, we are together and, you know, just tells me you know sometimes you don't need words you just know so it's yeah. more of action yeah, yeah how you can... mm-hmm. yeah yeah beautiful stuff i will also say for me i you know quality time is one of my most dominant love languages i i love when people spend time with me <laughs> i feel the most loved probably when when people are attentive to me um, give me their time and so it, it's and for me I think it's well there's several I think I have like three or so but definitely quality time is the most important so the way we understand love and how we receive love and how we give it you know, we often give love the way we like to receive it it's a natural mm-hmm. natural thing for us to do that way and so when you think about what it must have been like for Mary and Martha, probably even Lazarus, because I'm sure you know, he was informed that, okay, we're sending word to Jesus. Don't worry, you're gonna be fine. He's gonna come, he's gonna fix all this. Like we've seen him do all, all these miracles to people that he didn't know and didn't have relationships with prior, but us, he loves us and we have a relationship with him. He's gonna put us on his priority list and it's gonna be fine, it'll be sorted. We're not even, we're not even gonna worry about it. Yeah, and he's so on his way. As the days begin to tick, yeah, oh, yes, he's on his way. That's oh, that's it. Because and oftentimes we do that as you know, as I'm a child of God, you know, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not supposed to suffer. <laughs> like there's certain yes, things that, yes, I, that yes. I shouldn't, that shouldn't, um, I shouldn't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have that expectation of Jesus, right? And I think it's a good expectation because I, I do think that. You know, throughout the Bible, we are always encouraged to come to come before the throne, make our requests known, and to, you know, just petition God for the things that we need. So that is encouraged, and I think that expectation is 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 uh, a right expectation for us to have of our heavenly Father. What to do in times when we feel like He's let us out? Because it's like. Um, we have these expectations and when they're not met, disappointment comes along. And I love what he's, what the Bible says, well, what Jesus said in verse four. Um, it says, when he heard that Jesus, when he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death, 
know for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Mm. Oftentimes we pray that God may use us and that he may get the glory through us. But when we look at what that really means, that means disappointment, that means pain, that means confusion sometimes because you you may be in a waiting period and you don't know what's happening. God getting glory out of our lives means that we're going to be uncomfortable. And I don't think I know for myself, I haven't made peace with that. <laughs> mm. Because I, I don't like the discomfort that that puts me in. Because in order for God to get the glory, things cannot make sense. Like it cannot be, I go to school, my school fees is paid. Um, I still through, I'm the brightest student. I passed with flying colors. I graduate. I am hired by the, the, the employer that I want to be hired by. And God gets the glory. The thing with that is that that may have, that may be somebody's story, yes. But all of those things kind of make sense when you look at them. Because, you know, you go to school, you're smart, so obviously you're going to do well. Obviously, you're going to, um, once you graduate, obviously you're going to get um, into a good job, right? But then what happens when you are bright, but your parents aren't able to pay your tuition? Isn't the glory in that situation that graduated without knowing each semester where the money was coming from? Or maybe you're not um, intellectually inclined and you mm -hmm. struggle throughout and you graduate that's a big deal you know and so oftentimes god places these things in front of us right which we don't like nobody likes them but those are the very things that we need to be able to overcome and when we look back we're like that for sure wasn't me because i'm going to praise the student who was smart got good grades and you know everything was smooth got a good job you know great career all of that stuff I'm going to give, I'm going to say, oh, the student is good at what they've done. But when you have these things that are thrown into the mix there that you've got to figure out and kind of mess things up. And at the end of the day, you know, oh, it was God who got me through that. God gets the glory out of those situations. So when we look at our lives, we say, okay, not just to me, but to those around me. We, we stop seeing it as something that we're that stumbled that that's a stumbling block to us and look we start looking at it as something that's positive mm. yeah so if this story events you know for martha lazarus and mary jesus jesus heard lazarus was sick jesus went uh, straight away he dropped everything that he was doing straight away he healed lazarus this story would have been maybe five verses in the bible and that's it and we would have just read through it and like, oh, okay, great. It wouldn't have had the impact that it has. So I can actually share um, a personal experience based on that, if you have a moment. Um, okay. So when I was in college, I think you've heard this story a couple of times before. When I was in college, um, I, my, my, my parents were going through a difficult financial time and um, 
it wasn't the easiest. Remember, you know how fast Lucy is from civilization. Um, it wasn't the easiest to get supplies. And once you've run out, you've run out. You needed to go to town to be able to buy all of those things. So I ran out and I called home and I said, Dad, I, I have yes. no more food. And then um, he said, well, I don't have money. So you need to figure it out on your end there. And so Lucy being so far away from everything, I, I literally asked myself, does this dude have a clue what he's talking about? You know, <laughs> as a student, you know, <laughs> everything, everything is, so Lucy is all set up. You know, that everyone is employed. There's no one who does not, not have a job. You know, when you look at the oh. administrative structures and everything, and then when you start trying to figure out where a student could fit in, it's, it's unimaginable. You can't, you can't think it through. So um, I could literally see my food supplies going down on a daily basis. And I had no idea where my next meal was going to come from you know, after all that was gone. And I remember saying this when I was with one of my friends in hostel and it happened, it just so happened that there was another, another couple of guys in the room. And, um, this, this other random girl goes, Oh, there's someone who's running a kitchen. One of the students, one of the lecturer's wives is running a kitchen. Um, uh, maybe you can go and talk to her and hear if she, if, she, if she'll employ you, you know, she might need some extra help because I can see she's getting really busy. And I was like, oh, okay. So for me, it made sense. I mean, I thought, okay, so I'll probably get there and I'll do the clean stuff. I'll receive the money and all of that, all of that. And then I went and I spoke to her and then she was like, okay, you know what? You sound too snooty to do the kind of work that I need you to do because I need someone who's going to get down on their knees and scrub them floors. It's like, oh, Yeah. I can do that. And she was like, man, you don't look it, <laughs> you know? So she was like, anyway, thanks for trying, but peace. So I left dejected and everything. And yet again, the food supplies kept going lower and lower and lower. Um, then now, you know, you start toying with this, the many different options. I remember having been sent just a little bit to be able to buy like stuff for a day or two. And I went into town and I, I bumped into an old a high school teacher and he was like oh you know what i can buy you all the stuff you need no problem just give me what wow. i need you know and i was like okay i'm not about to do that so you can go with your dirty old self you know and we're not living that <laughs> life and um i went back to school and with those few little things i tried to stretch them as far as they could go until the very day when i was like okay once i'm done with this that's it. There's nothing else. But the entire time I'd been praying, I'd been calling out to God, Lord, please help me, please help me. And the answers just weren't coming. And then that night when I prepared the last meal, right? Um, this lady called me, the, the, the lecturer's wife, she called me and then she said, you know what? I'm overwhelmed. I need your help. So whether you can or can't do it, let's just figure it out. I'll give you two meals a day and I'll give you money on top of that. And I was like, wow. You know, I had just cooked the last meal, just like literally cooked it. And I was now just yeah. looking at it. Like, Should I eat you or not? You know? <laughs> and then the message that wow. he was looking for me came just about that time when I was mulling over these thoughts. And then I went and I heard this. 
And I was like, Lord, you are just so amazing. And I went and I ate that meal with a clear conscience because I knew from the next day, lunch and supper were guaranteed until the end of the semester. And I remember that moment every day when I when I think of my lowest lows and how God pulled me through, yeah. I go back to that moment and I'm like, Lord, you've done it before you do it again. Again. Amen. Wow. That Amen. was my story. Yeah, thanks for sharing. What an amazing testimony. And it's 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 kind of like the widow in the Bible, the one that Elijah went to but she had the oil and she was make, preparing her last meal for her and her son. And then Elijah shows up and she's now able to, to have enough oil to not only, you know, to, to, to sell and, and get some money. So God often shows up at the last possible moment. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Can I come in there? Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I love that testimony. Absolutely. So not not to divert like our attention on our topic, but also there's you know there's something that I've, I've I just observed in from Jared, Janet's story and from the the story we are, we are reading today about Lazarus and the sisters. You know, um, there's that time where you like Janet when you were like uh, you 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 spoke to God about it and nothing was like was like happening huh? until mm-hmm. you got to the end. So I think in like when we are um, going through that period, that stage, there is something that God is preparing in us. It could be our character is being molded in a certain way that God wants us to. You know, I, I don't think it's just a waiting period where Martha and Mary were, were just waiting or Janet was waiting for the next. There was something going on that, that we probably with the human eye, we don't see it, but God is you know, maybe he's fixing your character. He's helping you uh, uh, um, in a way that I also can't really, you know, put into words. But there is something happening. It's not like it's just a silent moment where he's just silent, nothing is happening. He's just waiting. There definitely something happened, and and it's for your good. It could be your character is being molded to be a better person, patient, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, well, just to say, I think, remember what I was saying, that when I got there, I thought I'd do the clean work, you know? Okay. So okay. when I got to that level of, of of desperation, I was willing to get anything, you know? At, at that point, I was like, whatever comes, comes. I'm good with that. I wasn't going to be picky or choosy about the kind of work that I was going to be doing. And, um, yeah, at that point, anything anything goes and I think that's probably where we're trying to get to. And many times, I don't know, you know, I, I'll speak for myself. There are many times that I felt like, God, do you care about what I'm going through? You're quiet. You don't seem to be doing anything. I'm not hearing from you. I want to hear from you. And it's like my thought, thoughts are just raging. I think there's a purpose to that, you know, like um, as, 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 as you're saying that, I think there's a purpose to it because when, when he's late, and when we feel frustrated, most times we 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 are at our, at the end of our rope. That is the point where we are no longer, like I was saying before, where you're no longer picky, you know. And you're like you completely surrender, you know. That's the point where there's there's, there's no other way. What is there is there, and it's only God who can take you beyond that point. So 
Lazarus had to get to the point of death, right? Because they could have tried everything while he was still alive and said, oh no, there's still hope to do this, there's still hope to do that. And then Jesus would have performed one of his miracles of healing and things like that. And he would have just been stuck in that bubble that he is not the one who holds life and death in his hands, you know? So they had to get to that point of, there's nothing beyond this point for Jesus to come through and wow them with that miracle of bringing him back to life. Yeah. Yes. Um, I like the statement that go, that is, he might be delayed, but he's still coming, like in this instance. So sometimes God does delay for a reason, but he is coming. You know, it, it's, the, the, the whole um, delaying um, part might be, you know, that bad and all that, but it's coming. Can I, can mm. I, is it okay? If I can share a testimony, it's a long one, but I'm going to make it very short. Okay, sure. All right, I've got a personal testimony, and now for me, this is big. Okay, I I got married like 20, 2009, and you know, when you're going to marriage, and uh, you think it's the best for me, or for you as ladies, you know, the next thing you just, you know, want to add more quality of life children and then mm-hmm. the next thing so that's like the expectation i we had our our son 2010 next month the next year unfortunately um he had a problem the baby only lived for five months and he died from that time ladies up to 2014 i was just having like miscarriages miscarriages for stuff happening in between them i felt like I'm praying God, I'm looking to you, but it's taking long. And mind you, when I had the baby, that when I had a six second, I had been there, I had to also wait for another two years. So for me, all, all that that was happening today, it was uh, maybe a situation like baby today, it was no hope. Imagine this one passed on and the next thing you haven't heard it, what, 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 what. And then 2014, God blessed me to twin. No. For me, it for it for that is a testimony after today. Mm-hmm. So what I'm just trying to in this instance with what we are reading here, it, this whole delaying part, God delaying and not coming, it's it, it molds you into this person. It actually so, so God delayed, right. you know, He delayed, but on He blessed me and they retreat. I lost one and I got another one. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I got two more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing, Martha. Thank you. Um, Vimai, when you mentioned about uh, God's love being crazy, and sometimes we just don't understand how it is. Like in this scenario, what we we we, we when we're learning about uh, Martha, Martha anyway. Okay, guys. I I this came to my thought. His His love is that um, I hope I'm putting it in the right context. <laughs> like he loves us to the extent that he gives his only son. That's crazy, you know. For for for, for us, mm-hmm. look at us and, and 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 you know how sinful we are and how disobedient we are and all that. 
he had to give his son. His son had to go through pain. That's that's crazy love. You know. Yes. Martha, you're praying for us. All right, shall we pray? Our Father, who is in heaven and with us now, we want to thank you, Lord, for such a time that uh, that's so beautiful and so um, refreshing. And you know, it's just such a good time that we look forward to having such time. It it helps us grow. It helps us pour out our hearts to you knowing that you hear us and you are you are there for us so lord we just want to thank you for this moment in time where you have showed us so father god and you have taught us uh many things um not just us and also the, everybody else who is listening that we have a play a part to play in the kingdom we have a part to play in, in, in you, you know, happening and um, giving us uh, miracles in our hearts, in, in our lives. So we pray that, Lord, you may equip us and that your Holy Spirit may come and help us, O Father God, so that we also be able to, to, know, to know when you speak to us, to hear you when, you when you speak to us in areas that we change, in areas where we need to, to sit there take a step Father God into 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 your things for for miracles miracles to happen in our lives. Father, I thank you for Janet. I thank you for being by I thank you, Father God, for this lesson that you have put before us. I thank you, Father God, for the listeners right now. And we pray that Lord this word may not just go in vain, but may it impact our lives. May it make us better people. May uh, may it um, uh, bring people uh, to you. May the people people see Christ through us because of this word that you have given us today. May our families be drawn close to you through your word, Father God. We pray that um, we all be changed, Father God. That we all, Father God, find ourselves that time when you come again. That we all are happy in a happy space because we have served you we have done what is right before you father mm-hmm. be with us as we spend the rest of the day and the glory and honor be given to you this is my prayer amen 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 thank you martha thank you You're